understand how clunky the UI, the UX is. And when you understand that, use your storytelling skills from Web2, transfer them to Web3 because we need more of you. Like, come. Welcome to W3G, the official podcast from myson.xyz and your go-to hub to learn the latest developments in growth and marketing in the wild and wonderful world of Web3. I'm Julie Octaviano. And I'm Blake Minaho Kim. Tune in each week as we talk to the best and brightest and keep uncovering insights so we can all grow together in the world of Web3. Today, we'll be speaking with Amanda Tyler, brand director of Polygon, a leading sidechain and L2 in the Ethereum ecosystem. Amanda has an epic background in TradFi, tech, and is an OG Web3 builder and marketer. We're excited to share a conversation about all things Web3 brand and the value that traditional brand marketers bring to the space. We had an awesome conversation with Amanda, defining brand marketing in Web3, how we can drive greater adoption, and the most immediate use cases for traditional brands to adopt Web3 tech. And make sure to listen all the way to the end for some alpha on upcoming developments. So without further ado, let's get into it. Here's episode number eight with Amanda Tyler. Thanks so much for joining us on the pod, Amanda. Welcome. We're really big fans of Polygon here at Blindson and all the awesome things you guys have been doing and demonstrating with big brands. But to get started, we, we always love to start with an origin story, right? So with that, we'd love to hear your journey and how you found your way into the world of Web3, Polygon, and everything you're up to today. Yeah, sure. Um, I won't dive into the nitty nitty pretty, but not crypto related, but definitely my start in the rebellion against TradFi, the current economic landscape. I started a fintech platform called Restore, and it mm-hmm. helps users get rid of defaulted debt. So like if you have an Orchstrom's card and you spent a hundred mm-hmm. bucks on it and didn't pay it for three months, you then would end up with defaulted debt that then got sold to a debt buyer for pennies on the dollar. So in that moment, I realized like, holy shit, like the end consumer is being completely screwed over in this wild debt cycle in the economy. So I started this thing where you could buy anything that you need on my platform. So like diapers, toilet paper, like any like life essentials through affiliate links. And then half of your purchase went towards your defaulted debt. So we mm. paid off over a hundred people's defaulted debt without them actually spending any of their income that they were making. These a lot of these folks didn't have like additional income to be paying off their mm. debt, which then kept them in this loop of not right. being able to get loans, like not just, you know, like the horrible TradFi system that we live in. And then regulatory regulatory folks came after us because um, we were not identifying as debt collectors. So there was a lot of red tape, a lot of legal stuff, even though we were the good guy. Right. We were shut down and absorbed by the parent company. So that was like my first view into like traditional, like a trad side yeah. systems. I knew it wasn't working. The system yeah. isn't, isn't going to fix itself. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we need, we definitely need new tools. Um, mm-hmm. And then I was at Google for a few years and developed Relate and decided like, okay, really want to do something like I was doing with Restore and mm-hmm. really make a difference somewhere. And I was really into Bitcoin at the time, like full like Bitcoin Maxi I was obsessed with the potential. How'd you find out about it? Freedom. Just from being out in a Bay Area or? Yeah, I got, what was the first? My partner at the time, he was like, so Back then, you could sell Bitcoin by like meeting somebody, like mm, yeah, on Reddit, like going like meeting somebody. Yeah. <laughs> he was so he was doing that because he was growing weed, 
and like, mm-hmm. so, <laughs> and she was like selling it for Bitcoin and that whole thing. So that's how I learned the best. I love that. that. I, started, I, started using, I started using Coinbase though. Um, I don't right. know what year it was. Maybe like 2016, and then like yeah, sounds about right. There, that was like five Bitcoin. Yeah, and there, so that's how I got into it. And I was like slightly, mm-hmm. you know, here and there. And then after Google, I was like, I don't really want to go work for Coinbase. Like, mm-hmm. this is awesome. They're like a public, they just gone public. I was like, it's like legit. I'm going, I was a single mom at the time. I was like, I can't go from like Google to like something, like some little startup. Again, mm-hmm. I just can't do that. So Coinbase right. was like the perfect opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I landed at Coinbase, learned more about ETH, kind of came away from Bitcoin world. Uh, learned a lot more about ETH, about smart contracts, got like obsessed uh, with NFTs with a big part of the Coinbase marketplace, NFT launch, yep. learned a lot about the inner workings of like how artists work with smart contracts, mm-hmm. like what kind of like contract job goes into it. And then got obsessed with like scaling Ethereum and Polygon reached out and I was like, I can't not take this. Like I've, right. been, I've been obsessed with Polygon, like layer twos are, you know, like if you're an ETH maxi, you're, you're in L2. Yeah. Like scaling maxi. You have to, right? The future is keeping the settlement layer. I mean, yeah. (laughs) So that's my journey. It's very random and clunky, but. No, but I think it actually makes a lot of sense, you know, from Bitcoin to East to Polygon or, you know, the Coinbase in there. It it all, it all tracks. Yeah. And I was like, and I, I, Coinbase, I I really saw this like retail side of, of crypto worlds. Mm. And to me, there's like two sides of, of the entire industry, right? There's like the retail yeah. investment side, which is like obviously mm-hmm. driven by retail investors and, you know, crypto investments. And then there's this other side, which is completely driven by technology and the use cases around the technology yeah. and the benefits that the technology can provide. And like, yes, yeah. crypto is a big part of that in like, paying validators and like making sure it stays decentralized. But I have realized that I am much more interested in the or so yep. in the technology side. And at Polygon, I've been so lucky to just have access to engineers and like this DK team and just ping them anytime and learn more yep. and more and more. And there's like a never ending learning cycle around the technology. Yeah. Do you think it's a funny thing? Cause even with I call them my fiat friends. So, you know, my non-Web3 native, real Mm -hmm. IRL folks. I think, yeah, it's the same thing, right? There too often there's this misconception that all things Web3 is just crypto and meme coins and, you know, Board Ape Yacht Club. And I'm like, oh, like there's so much cool stuff being built that you just don't know about because I think, you know, maybe we need some better marketing, right? So anyways, that's, yeah, we're all trying, we're all trying. 2023 is like, it's like the moment, like what you you just said. No, no, it's the moment to really identify the usability and real world use cases. We will call it crypto, call it whatever you want. Blockchain technology, crypto, web free, whatever. Like this is the moment for us to provide those, follow your fiat friends with those use cases and those like really clear value props for this, for the ecosystem. That's where we're all headed. That's where we're all headed. Uh, Julie, do you have something? Oh, I was just, this is also for my own reference because I'm just now meeting you, Amanda. Um, what exactly is, I know what your, I think I know what your title is, but like not to straight up interview you, but I don't know. Could you just give me some background on like what it is that you're doing at Polygon and any specific 
educational initiatives or anything that you guys are working on? I would love to know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I realized I didn't, I didn't really say what I was doing at Polygon. It feels like, fine. It feels like at Polygon, everyone is doing everything all the time. But I will answer your question. My my title is director of brand, so I'm on the marketing team with Jennifer Ketchula, who's um, our like CMO. Uh, We don't have C suites, but like she my she's my CMO essentially. So on the marketing side, under brand. So our job, we have a lot of initiatives that we're working on right now. But our main job right now is to essentially evangelize the protocol, right? Like really provide yes education around our ecosystem infra partners and what you can do with those partners as an example like just recently we started a little series called let's build it it's around education and educating developers around potential apis that you could use to track your smart contracts and develop them easier so creating like bite-sized nugget-sized content for developers to whether web two developers or web three developers to know what exists for them to build and create little stories around it so that it's you know it's easier to understand it's quick the the video is titled i think like build an nft project in five minutes like just as an example Mm -hmm. of the kind of work that we're doing also like partnerships we're working through partnership stuff right now i have a little program it's not publicized at all, but it's on the brand side. We're calling it a residency program for creators. And we're really being mindful about which creators we're onboarding. We want to showcase the we want to showcase the ability to really experiment as a creator on Polygon because with Ethereum, it's really difficult to experiment, right? Yeah. There's like just gas fees and you know it's really not like an experimental layer it's not for that yep. so working on a program right now to like help people understand and brands understand creators understand why building on polygon might be beneficial for them so i know that's a lot we're doing a lot over here well so that's actually really interesting right because i think i would love to kind of zoom out for i'm re- I, i'm cognizant of the fact that you know, this is a marketing podcast and a lot of people are marketers, but I think there are a lot of people who I think may not quite understand the difference between, you know, what brands really signifies, particularly within Web3, right? And how that differentiates from things like gross marketing or even content yeah. marketing or product marketing. There's so much, there's so many like terms that are thrown around, but would love to kind of get your take, right? As someone who is a yeah. brand director, you know. How do you define it? And then how does it apply very specifically to Polygon and what you guys are doing with Amazon? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Brand marketing is always like, I was just salmon marketing, like if anybody asked, but to answer your question, yeah, this this is absolutely a podcast for marketers. And I think everybody should have a good idea of what a brand marketer is. So at a high level, a brand, brand marketing is primary function is to get folks into the top at the funnel, right? Mm -hmm. So we call it awareness and consideration. So the funnel is pretty long at the very bottom. That's where like performance marketing comes Mm -hmm. into play. So once we get folks into the top, it's essentially like perf-based marketing roles um, job to get people to make the purchase or buy their first Bitcoin, if we're talking about my role at Coinbase. Uh, and but like a brand marketer's job is really to tell the story of the brand, yeah. right? So 
also understanding like how we as human beings conceptualize ourselves based on what we want to purchase or what we want to have around us. Like everything we have around us is a choice that you make. Whether it's a D2C brand that's like, you know, whatever, a fancy like face cream in Instagram ad that makes right. you feel good because you like the like minimal, minimalistic like product mm-hmm. packaging. Um, it's our job to understand what those little ticks are in your brain and in, in people's brain to get you to really like become an evangelist for the brand and to really build that awareness, again, top of funnel and consideration piece mm-hmm. for the brand. So it's like a very nuanced, like there's a That's lot we of ask. that go I wanted, into it. I wanted yeah. to hear your take mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but at Polygon, so that's like the general definition, right? right? But mm-hmm. I won't answer this for Polygon. I don't really consider it traditional brand marketing at Polygon. Mm-hmm. I consider it, um, I consider Polygon as a community brand. And that's like, mm-hmm. it's like a term that is generalized. Like people use it. Yeah. And in my love two, community in Web3. Yeah. No, 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 but like, no, yeah. but when you think about it from like a protocols perspective, yeah, as a brand, as a protocol, we're not like a D2C like thing. Yeah. We're not like no. better boot. Right. We are not like, oh, we're not like one thing. There are validators that own the brand. There are thematic right. token holders that own the brand. There are so many stakeholders. NFT- yeah. So many stakeholders. So the Polygon brand goes way beyond what being like sold we want to be yeah. able to like set it off to see one day yeah and say bye and all of the polygon labs employees bounce yeah. and move on to something else because yeah. it's out at sea doing what it needs to do as a brand because it is mm. so unbelievably supported by the validators all the stakeholders right. that all the people yeah so that's the goal for the polygon brand and i don't even consider it a, a i don't know Maybe it's, it's a, a house of brands or it's a, yeah. No, it's a yeah. community All brand. Right. It's anything. Yeah. All right, there we go. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Did you, so your capacity at Coinbase, I'm, the question I'm ultimately getting at is, is mm-hmm. traditional brand marketing, obviously it's different with Polygon. Would you say it's different in general within Web3? And what I was going to preface that by saying is, or asking is, did you work as in the same sort of capacity as a brand marketer at Coinbase? And yeah, does that differentiation between brand marketing and Web2 versus that Coinbase versus that Polygon, like, is it different? How is it different? Is it just different within Web3? Is it just different within certain parts of the ecosystem of Web3? How does that, that traditional um, breakdown definition of brand marketing transfer over into this space? Well, I'm still learning every single day how that transitions over. Remember when I spoke about the funnel? So yeah. at Coinbase, it was a very clear funnel, right? Like there yeah. was turf-based marketing, which I, I was not my team, right? But mm-hmm. they were like the holy grail of marketing because any dollar that was spent by them was then attributed yeah. to the stakeholders and public companies, you know, and right. shareholders. And so yeah, community-based. Brand, not community-based, yeah. So yep. brand marketing at Coinbase was very much in service of marketing so it yeah. really did follow even though it is it's not a web3 company and it's not a web no. brand it is absolutely a centralized exchange absolutely mm-hmm. a bank but, mm-hmm. uh, that yeah. has you know yeah 
We've seen some oh, recent yeah. regulation that, you know, we'll yeah. see how that all shakes out, you know? Yeah. Yes. Although Brian, honestly, Brian, these days for the Coinbase brand, I am so proud. I'm like. I think he's fighting a good fight. Like, yeah. I think so. Yeah. He's great. He's great for the brand. Anyways. Okay. So how it's different at, at Polygon and like truly in Web3. That, that marketing funnel. No, it's complete. We're still trying to figure out what what key moments in it's not even a funnel it's a it's like this like 360 like flywheel you know like how do we plug it as brand and as marketing professionals into the flywheel to fully continue to serve the decentralization mm -hmm. of the ecosystem yeah as an example traditional marketing like cookies are now being disabled yep. like facebook and stuff so like I do think that Web2 companies are moving towards having to figure out what their flywheel is. Yeah. So at Polygon, we are building tools to help build that flywheel to better serve people, human beings, and not organizations and Web2 giants. Like yeah. Polygon is trying to actually serve human beings and create a better life and economy and economic freedom for people rather than putting all the power into the Googles and the Facebooks and all the things. Um, yeah. But we're still learning how that flywheel works. And there's a lot of opportunity for growth. Within yeah. It. Well, actually on that, as you're saying, you're still learning how the flywheel works and going from funnel to flywheel, if you will, for any mm -hmm. traditional Web2 marketers out there who are looking to get into Web3 or this decentralized part of of Web3, mm -hmm. are there any actual like tips, tricks, any key learning that you've picked up over, you know, the last few months working at Polygon? Anything to share with like anyone that's listening to this podcast and is a traditional Web2 marketer and is curious about transitioning their skills into a Web3 organization? Oh my gosh, just experience it. Like use it. Understand how clunky the UI, the UX is. And when you understand that, use your storytelling skills from Web 2. Transfer them to Web 3 because we need more of you. Like, come. Yeah. Like, use it, experience it, understand it, and bring your amazing storytelling skills over to Web 3 because we desperately need you. But you can't arrive. You can't arrive without yeah. the knowledge. I, I really would push anybody to open up a MetaMask wallet to yeah. even experience uploading an NFT to your Instagram feed and connecting your wallet to your Instagram feed, like things that we want everybody to do, like do it, experience it, see how tough it is, learn how to tell the stories, learn how to talk mm -hmm. to your products people yep. and explain these stories and help them to create better UI and better UX and better products. That's my number one yeah. um, piece of feedback is just do it. It's it's still so, so early. I, and I know people say it all the time, but I think, you know, yeah, I mean, we literally saw yesterday, although I don't know if we consider, I mean, Bitcoin is crypto, but it's technically Web3, although now with the ordinals and, but they're trading <laughs> with Google Sheets, right? And I'm like, that's... God, that's that is, <laughs> no, but brings yeah. it back to my first experience in track yeah. with Restore. I learned that, oh my God, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. we're so early. We're so early. It's early. I'm not well, so that tangent. So with that, well, actually, we we are going to go dive dive deeper into that tangent because I'm curious about you know I think commence tangent. Yeah, commence tangent. I think one of the things you're doing right is talking to partnerships and 
probably talking to a lot of Web2 brands and companies, right? So mm -hmm. we'd love to understand from their perspective, right? I, something I see all the time is like, it feels like within Web3, we're trying to sell skis to people who don't even know why they want to ski. You know, they're mm -hmm. still trying to figure out what is this thing? How does it work? But we're just like pushing products on them. So I'd be curious to hear, like, as you talk to these brands, like what's the most common questions, feedback, and, and yeah, like what have you found to be the most effective ways to kind of help educate and, and bring people into the space when you're talking to people who, who, you know, they work at these bigger corporates or brands and they don't quite get it. Yeah. I think that last thing you said, I, I think yeah. isn't right. I think that they, that they oh, want to get okay. it and that they, yeah. and that they do yeah, yeah. the leaders of the leaders of what to like. The marketing mm -hmm. leaders that are like coming in that yeah. have that extra like budget at the end of the year mm -hmm. that need to experiment with something new. They actually get it. Like those mm. people who are, those are people who are in the rooms of like, yeah, I'm just like, I'm not going to say anybody specific, but like, yeah, yeah. you know, of a big Web2 brand, those are the people in the rooms who are fighting mm. for Web3. Like those yeah. are the people. So those are the people that are coming to us and yeah. I think that they're nervous. I think they're nervous about the current landscape around yeah. crypto narratives for obvious reasons. Yeah. And the most common thing that we get from those folks is how do I, how do I tell the story to the, to the rest of my stakeholders mm. and families? Like, can yeah. you help me again, evangelize Polygon yeah. and Web3 as a whole and the mm -hmm. tools that exist? Can you help me? Kind of like identify like the best, like biggest value because I know that there's value. This this person yeah. comes in, they took the the leap of faith. They're in, yeah. they get it. They just need a supportive partner to like come in, be mm. the experts, show them what's up, be able to be able to kind of like change the thinking around any stakeholders that maybe are stuck. I like to yeah. use the word stuck. I think people get really like stuck in the mm -hmm. news cycles. And yeah. the memetics like around crypto oh. and they need a partner. So I think the biggest thing is people come and ask us like, hey, what are the best, like, what are the use cases? And can you please provide me with input and case studies to take back to my game? Super simple. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I love that. And we are the expert. We're here to yeah. totally like guide you, guide you in the world of Web3 and help onboard other stakeholders who might be stuck. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yep. Uh, well, again, teeing up the next question quite perfectly. So I think I think we're all probably in agreement that when we look at kind of the state of Web3 and kind of sit back and think like there's probably a lot of work we can do to build stronger brands. So with that being said, and with all the, your experience talking to these evangelists or, you know, the people pushing their stakeholders, their bosses to make the transition over or to implement some of that into, you know, their existing initiatives. What are some of the Web3 projects that you think have, whether it's you've worked with them directly or you just know of them, what are some of the Web3 projects you think have done a great job of building a stellar brand versus Web3 projects that probably have some room for improvement? Get as spicy as you want. <laughs> Up to you. Yeah. Give me, give me all the spice. Oh, that's like the web. So web brands that are doing a good job in telling the story of the brand from a web three perspective. Mm -hmm. I think that's gotta be Lens Protocol. I mean, mm. Mm, and yet that team is just it's organic too. Like mm -hmm. all of the community based engagement is all organic. They're not making any big partnerships or like 
Yeah. It's and it's because and it's you know why? It's because there's a very clear value proposition for Lens Protocol. Yeah. Very clear. And everybody gets it. And they do it in a way where they don't vilify current web two social platforms. Yeah. They somehow they think somehow do it. For like yeah. And they're like, they're very classy about it too. It's like obviously there are walled gardens and no interoperability yeah. between like user data from all social platforms. And like obviously like Facebook owns everything and has terrible sentiment yeah. across, you know, for everybody. But they don't, they don't vilify them when they easily could. Like if I was on that team, you better believe that I would be like juxtaposing yeah. like oh David versus shit. Goliath, but, all that. Yeah. Oh my God. So easy, but they don't do that. And I think that's really classy. And I think that they, it's because they have a really clear value prop. They're creating APIs for developers to build mm -hmm. platforms for creators to have economic opportunity. And that's, that's mm -hmm. it. Super clear. My, my favorite, I feel like you guys have probably seen these. Um, I've seen it around like Twitter and like, especially like LinkedIn is when people take web to the traditional, I'll say traditional companies and they like a Spotify or I don't know. Yeah. Like a Facebook and they change their descriptor. They like web oh. by their descriptor and it's just like puts it in a perspective like the way we are showing the value and, and telling yeah. the story of what this company does, like there just needs to be a complete shift in that. Um, just the narrative needs to be like layman's terms, like clear. Yeah. In addition to all the other stuff you mentioned about lens, but yeah, those are those are. Well, so there's the whole there's things. the whole meme, right? It's because uh, everyone in Web three they're just bragging about what blockchain they're on and their TPS and their like technical features. Okay. And you're like, the, there's the meme where I was like, oh, if Airbnb, if all you took all the Web2 brands and yes, positioned yes. them where you do Web3, web, it'd be like, Airbnb and we're like a, Spotify. We're a decentralized home rental program powered by <laughs> blah, blah, that. blah. That's it's it. like, you know? So bad. Think I, but you know why that's happening? It's happening because we, as much as at Polygon, was, this is always like a conversation where like, let's talk to the mm -hmm. end user. And I'm like, Okay, people, come on. But half, my, half the battle of my job every day is keeping people on track as it relates to audience. Mm, yeah. I'm like, wait, stop doing what you're doing right now. Okay, yes, I, we'll talk through the creatives for this, but like, stop. Who are we yeah. talking to? Yeah. Like, everybody take a mindful moment right now, really think through who we're talking to. And yeah. at the end, it's developers. So that's why mm -hmm. this language is so clunky right now because we yeah. are in the product phase and we are in the building phase and developers are really like memifying like, you know, yeah. all of these terms. And like, I was in DevRel at Google for three yeah. years. I was working with TensorFlow, like developers with, but like yeah. I was deep <laughs> in DevRel and right. that experience has really given me this round view for Polygon of like, okay, right. Know the audience, know the language. Let's let's help tell the stories. Absolutely, but let's not hold. Like, let's just let them continue to memify until we have actual use cases. Until yeah. we have actual real life application for mm -hmm. the products that we're building. We're getting there. I really, like I said, twenty twenty three for me is about usability and yeah. real world use cases. And we're there. Like the BD team is there. We are. Curving out those stories and it's going to come before you know it.
like so that. fast. And then all that language will go away, Julie, and, and it will. <laughs> and what will be explaining Airbnb like Airbnb? <laughs> there we go. Can't wait. It'll be that easy. It'll be that easy. Looking forward to that part. <laughs> it all well, and, that, that, and so that actually, I mean, that makes a lot of sense, right? And then that kind of brings me to another thing I'd love to, to hit on, which I think it's funny because I, I think in the last cycle, right, 2017, uh, it still very much was crypto, right? Like Web3 was not really a thing yet at the time, but DeFi summer NFTs, DAOs, past couple of years, this term Web3 has really exploded. But I think, and kind of like what we're talking about right now, it's it because I, it sounds like, and it, I mean, it's true, right? Like there's so many stakeholders, there's so many people that need to build things before you even get to the end users. But I'd love to, I guess, number one, like get your hot take on uh, your feelings on the term Web3 itself, number one. So how do you feel about that today? And do you think it's actually a good term for what we're up to and the branding and the narrative? And then number two, how do you think that's going to need to keep evolving in due time, right? Because I think our perspective is, you know, these worlds will eventually need to collide. But then what does that become, right? Is that Web 2.5? Is that just internet? I don't know what it is, but we'll love to get your thoughts on all that. Yeah. Yeah, there. I, I do think it's pointless to fight against like the memetics mm. of the ecosystem. Um, yeah, there's a reason why they exist, right? And like, honestly, as a marketer in Web three, using the term Web three <laughs> in like SEO is very useful. Like, there's yeah, no, there's no other way to really like you know yeah. create a searchable surface yeah. for yourself with all of the things right now. I think once we start honing in on specific use cases and mm. brands like Starbucks come yeah. into the picture, I mean, Starbucks is going to bring in really the next like 50 yeah. million people on chain. No joke. Because loyalty in Web3 yeah. with NFTs is the easiest way in. It is yeah. so smart. It doesn't eat under your margin. It creates that flywheel where marketers need to move towards because of the current mm -hmm. web laws around like, you know, yeah. cookies and all the things. So Starbucks will come in and start creating terms like stamps, like yeah. end user, these end user friendly terms, Instagram with digital collectibles. Yeah. And, and we're already seeing projects starting to use those terms, like kind of like pick them up. It's Some of our work right clients there, we're, we're all talking about collectibles. So that's, that's where it's going to yeah. Yes. Yeah. So if we so it's called it's a complicated it's a complicated path because as a protocol, like at Polygon, we need to build tools that enable mm -hmm. these brands to then deliver working functional product to end users mm -hmm. so that they can name the utility, right? So like we're getting there. Starbucks is a great example around stamps. We're providing them with the runway and giving them the path and tools to, to, to create this utility and function for loyalty. And then they're taking that to their end users because they know their community best. Yeah. Starbucks is a community led brand too, right? It is, but it is. They, they know their community better than anybody. So they're really creating the next iteration on web three terms and words that resonate best with their audience. So. I think it's, it's pretty, pretty pointless to fight against it right now today in, in Web3. That's fair. For a dev company, yeah. 
It's probably too early. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And it's actually, I'm just thinking through my own experience with Starbucks and like, I have friends who, you know, you go to another country and they're like, can you like pick up a Starbucks mug at like this city? Because like, I have so many friends who like collect the mugs, you know, and they want all the different cities. So with that, it actually makes a lot of sense, right? Like with the stamps. I thought that was just my mom. I thought that was just like my yeah. mom's demo, but I love seeing Apparently it. not. Like, yeah. A lot of people, yeah. <laughs> They're really it's like fun as day. well. <laughs> They're, well. My friends are actually all moms. <laughs> so we'll have to think of all our All six. Help it. All of my friends live on Facebook. And <laughs> <laughs> we actually use MySpace. <laughs> No, that was a boomer joke. Facebook boomers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> I got this. Um, as a follow up to that, for our web two listeners again, just being cognizant of, um, how would you define? Well, Al, this is like your moment yeah. to shine because this is what you do for a living, Amanda. But for our web two listeners, how would you define the key value of web three for brands today? Oh man. There's a lot to unpack. <laughs> but okay, I will give just two. I will give just two with clear okay. use cases. Again, mm-hmm. that's my that's my theme there we go. 2023. I hate talking about the what ifs, but you yeah. could like no, 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 mm-hmm. no more. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Yeah. Um. So number one for a web two marketer, I think the ability to create interoperable, I know that's a job for mm-hmm. so I will explain it. Interoperable experiences between mm. your brand and yeah. another brand that has very similar communities is number yeah. one. So I will give an example. So you are Nike. Um, you are tokenizing your loyalty program. And so there mm-hmm. are Nike loyalty token holders. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So you are, then you have Gatorade. This is what interoperability is. Two brands, right? Yep. Then you have Gatorade as the second brand. Gatorade says, mm. we have this new drink that we are branding for runners. And we want to offer them a special deal. We're going to give all, all runners who are interested in this a free drink delivered straight to their house. Mm. Hmm. What, what brand, what trans community identifies? Oh, Nike. Oh, great. Nike has a loyalty program that's tokenized. Great. Separate from Nike, Gatorade doesn't even have to talk to Nike. Gatorade says, Mm -hmm. okay, all the runners out there, we are going to deliver you a free, amazing drink specific for runners. If you have um, a Nike loyalty token, you are open to try it. Here's the website. Mm -hmm. Um, Use your token. Get it. That's interoperability between brands. I think it's very, very powerful. It creates this tribal, this like open mm-hmm. tribal, um, interoperable ecosystem, yeah. right? And then the second thing is obvious. And, loyalty, and just to add to loyalty, that, right? Loyalty. Like the, just adding to the benefits, right? Like in terms of as a marketer, uh, just like supporting it, right? It's brand building yeah. is inherently community driven. Right. So the fact that you can share those things, it's a lot more efficient on ad spends, marketing, like your, oh, your dollars go yeah. much further away. It's truly community driven. Right. So just. Yeah. To that. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't put into your margin. It's yeah. You're piggybacking on and it's in service again yeah. to, to people. It's not yeah. in service to 
a conglomerate, like a yeah. huge organization. It's in service to people. You're a yeah. runner. You will be interested in this. If you are interested, prove you're a runner and come on in and get the free yeah. drink. Second one is loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Like I think we've mm-hmm. said this multiple times. I keep pushing this as usability yeah. case across everything, creating that moment for the flywheel with loyalty rewards, tokenizing loyalty rewards, being able to sell and trade loyalty rewards. Um, that's number two. I think if you're a marketer in web, web two, you absolutely should learn more about loyalty driven programs that are tokenized. Just get on yep. Google right now and search web three loyalty program right now. Go look and learn about it. This is actually something interesting because actually, uh, one of your colleagues, uh, Sachi, she had a tweet. She had a tweet the other day, and I, and I was I was like processing it, and it, it made a lot of sense. Which I think she had a point of view around um, the fact that yes, I agree, tokenized loyalty definitely the future. But it's such an interesting space right now because it feels like there's so many new companies trying to tackle that. But because it's such a monetized offer, we're in this weird space where like every corporate seems to have like their own. Um, it's universally, you know, it's interoperable, but it's like, there are all these different players working with different corporates to bring on tokenized loyalty. But then, I mean, at the end of the day, I I guess these systems are compatible because it's built on blockchain, but then there's still the web two parts on top where they're kind of commoditized and then not necessarily talking to each other as well as they could. So it's, it's such a weird thing, right? I'm, I'm just thinking out loud, uh. Yeah, I thought she was great. I love, I love yeah. her. I love her content. I yeah. love paying attention. She's the best. She's the best takes. Um, yeah, yeah. I think, right, I think right now, yeah, the interoperability is, it, it, yeah, it it could be clear at the top. Yeah, um, yeah. It's you know, you got to start somewhere. You got to yeah. start somewhere, and I think eventually there will be marketplaces that exist yes. where that interoperability will become very clear, and it'll kind of like break. You know, it'll like. Yeah, break those borders down yeah. um, inherently because it is maybe that's the next play let everyone else do the tokenized uh loyalty programs we just got to go build uh the marketplace build the marketplace for it yeah that's good there we go that's yeah uh-oh all right i'm gonna have to uh, apply for polygon grant we're gonna go set it up and we'll, we'll do it together <laughs> uh, let's go let's go let's go there's one more question or I guess a piece of advice we'd love for you to kind of give some of our listeners, right? So for our Web3 native folks, right, who may be listening and they're trying to learn more about how to be a better marketer or think through their brands and again, very high level, right? But like in terms of best principles or framework, we'd love to hear straight from you, you know, how should, you know, different builders be thinking about things when it comes to importance of brand and how to communicate that and how to get started. We'd love to just kind of Give your advice, I guess, or best frameworks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I love talking to founders, like early, early founders of, of Web3 products. I think one of the biggest things for me is like, again, we're doing so much experimentation right now while we're building. I think mm-hmm. it's really easy to get stuck in the rut of just like creating cool products yeah. or for your for your community like and yeah. whether that's like so like some like deep cut like yeah DeFi product you know like i want DeFi for ask, gamers using nfts in the metaverse like, on a layer yeah. two you know whatever you know yeah. all the things there's so many examples 
Yeah, I, I was mentoring. I was mentoring twelve different projects in this program we we run called Village mm. Wonders, specifically mm. around brand and all of these products were like really early, early stage startups. Mm. But the majority of that were very complicated, like had crazy yeah. ecosystem channels that they were running through. That so we we started simplifying together, like in our one on one. It's like we started simplifying and starting from like the story of the product. Like, what is yep. the story? What are you trying? What are you actually trying to solve? And yeah. I I think it's really I think it's really easy to get in the rut to create these cool products when really we we need developers creating impactful and mm. useful products for people yep. that will will help increase mass adoption. If you ask anybody in the space, like what what is your goal? Like my goal mm -hmm. is to educate and increase self custody, like whether that is for crypto or token, whatever it is. Yeah. For more people, and you can only do that if you create usable products that create mm -hmm. impact. And I think that's a big question you ask yourself. Like, could you explain it to your mom? Mm -hmm. Could you explain yeah. the problem you're solving to your mom? Yeah. At a high level. If not, we don't need it right now. Let's please like move on. <laughs> Let's move on to something yeah. else. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, that was so, something that we just talked to Evan at at Disco, um, and she was like, "People like things or products that do stuff, you know, that do stuff <laughs> for them." It's just, it sounds so basic, but yeah, it sometimes it's. I feel like it's we. If you take a step back, you could see that like we've gone too far down the like niche too far down the rabbit hole with some of these. Yeah, yeah with some of these Thanks. things being developed, and then that leads me back to the point of. Airbnb explained in terms of yeah. like for dads and stuff, like my mom. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's not helping. And these guys, these people are so smart that are building these yeah. products. And it's like, let, the, let's build for more people. Open your audience, cast a wide yeah. net. Your nets are really small. The audience for your net is really small. Yeah. You're only going to catch a few fish. You're, you're preaching in the choir. We, we talk about this every day. It's like Web3, we all love it. It's like here. The rest of the world's here. Why are you building for all the other people here? Which is cool, but like, we're all going to be much happier in every respect in terms of impact. If you care about when moon, when moon happens when everyone else comes here. If you want impacts, that all comes when it comes here. Like, Absolutely. we only succeed as an industry if everyone else is coming in. So, same page, Christian Acquire. Absolutely. Amazing. Amazing. So, I think we are wrapping up on time. So, I think, Julie, should we do rapid fire questions and get into it? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, I'll kick things off. So as the name indicates, uh, we have this quick segment called Rapid Fire Questions. I think it's three or four questions in total. We ask them as quickly as you can. Just respond, you know, whatever comes to mind immediately. So with that, the first one being Web3 project, not including Polygon or anything you're working on, that you're most bullish on. And you already said Lens, so give us something else. <laughs> I already, I already sent lens that I'm working on. I read yeah, lens really amazing. Lens is really my favorite right now. Mm -hmm. um, I would, I would have to say, I would have to say Starbucks. Like, like <laughs> yeah. so, it is, it is going to be so. It's impactful. a big deal. Yeah, it is a huge deal, and I feel like we don't talk about it enough. Like on crypto Twitter, on all, like we're not driving that story like we should be and again mm -hmm. I, we feel like it's because it's not cool like it's not you know it's yeah. like not like web three enough so that's why i'm going to answer with starbucks because my 2020 
goal is really to push usability and real world use case narratives and stories for Web3 as much as possible. I love so that. I'm going to say, I'm going to be uncool and say Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. Into it. Yeah. Uh, I'll do the next one. Blake, you can round it off. Sounds I love cool. this one. This is my favorite question that we ask people because we get such good answers. Biggest professional learning from 2022. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That way, this one really makes you think. It's a thinker. Yeah. So take and it. I didn't, you could also have more than one. I'll allow it. <laughs> I think I think you're have it. The biggest, the biggest learning from last year for me was not to be afraid to take a path alone because mm. a lot of times you don't get stakeholders on board. Not a lot, but like sometimes you don't get stakeholders on yeah. board. You don't get people rallying around an idea. And if you really believe in that deal, idea, I think it's important to stick to your guns and stay on that path. And even if you're the only independent contributor doing the work mm-hmm. for whatever it is, you will get people rallying behind you because mm-hmm. of your conviction. It's yeah. happened multiple times mm-hmm. uh, for me in 2022. And I, I think it's just really important to, if you believe in something, stick to your guns and do the work and put the yeah. work in if you really believe in it. And the rest will follow and more help will come. Yeah. I think that's probably it. I love that. That's a really, I really like that. Yeah. Have conviction, do the hard work and people will follow if it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm into that. I'm into that. Believe in Um, Yeah. Yeah. My, my, my two are not quite as uh, beautiful, but they're, they're fun. (laughs) So (laughs) the next two. What what are you? So. Oh, no, no. Oh, biggest successful learning. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do want to know this, Blake. Tell us. For me? Yes. <laughs> I think, I mean, it's actually, I, I hate to say it, but it's pretty similar because I think growing a, a service DAO uh, and building a DAO in a community from nothing was definitely, I've done a lot of early stage building and, and venture and that type of stuff in the past, but this was like a whole new challenge. How do we get? bring on high quality folks and the metaphor i always use in terms of building our community has been and uh, i guess it's like it's a little vulgar so I'll, I'll tone it down it's basically you're just taking mud at the wall and you just have to keep throwing up the wall until you see what's mud. Oh, it's mud. Yeah, mud. It's mud. It's mud. yeah i mean i mean i'll just go on and say yeah you throw shit at the wall to see what sticks right but the Experiment. Yeah. Yeah. But then the cool part is like some stuff does stick and then you're like, wow, maybe that's something good. And then you just have to keep doing it and you rinse and repeat. Because when I think about our community for Bison and where we were just a year ago, um, it's a very different group of people. And I think the quality of the people has gone up almost exponentially over time, but these things take time to build. So it's just constantly trying, trying, even if you have 80% drop off when you bring people on, those 20% that stay are the ones, the good folks like Julie that we brought on in, in July, you know, Julie's been awesome. So just, we just kept doing it. And I think we're at this very incredible inflection point for us where, yeah, you just, you just got to keep trying it. So I think it's, it's actually very much a different take on what you just said, which is just have conviction and do it. And if it's a good thing, people will, they'll see it, you know, and they'll believe and follow. They will come. They'll Don't come. They will come. It resonates. Yeah. I'm into it. Julie, do you have I anything? That. Thanks for sharing, Blake. I'm going to do that. 100%. That is yeah. Feeling I, I'm not going to light you off. <laughs> I was like, there's no way he's going to let me get, out, get off the hook with that one. Um, 
Um, mine would have to be, I don't know if this is like the best one, but it's the first one that comes to mind is, um, well, hold on. Let me think about it for a second. I think it's, I not to try to answer the same, (laughs) the same answers as you guys, but maybe it's like a, a, it is the same, but a slightly different version. And Blake Mm. and I and and Simon have talked about it because we set New Year's professional resolutions at the start of the year. And uh, mine was to be more outspoken or not even Mm. be more outspoken, but if I see something, say something, if I have an opinion on something, don't be afraid to, to, or if I want to challenge something, don't be afraid to voice that. And that's, that's both like a personal and like a professional learning. And so, yeah, you come to find that when you do, even if you're kind of going against the grain by doing that nine times out of 10, it, it, it's helpful in some way, whether it leads to a, a very healthy discussion or it contributes a different point of view that no one would have thought about if it weren't for you saying that. So, yeah, that's my that's my. We love problem. it. I love that. I love that. I see a I see a really common thread that ties this yeah. all, and we're all in a similar, you know, we're yeah. on the ecosystem, but yeah. it's essentially just not giving up. Just fucking yeah. go. Don't stop. Believe what you believe to be true and mm-hmm. just, yeah, like do not just stop. Journey yeah. it up. Don't stop believing. There yeah, we go. The web, <laughs> they will need, like, and yeah. having the web too, like anybody wanting to experience yeah. this yep. new world, it's like you, you got to just keep going. You can't stop. You got to keep learning. You have to push yourself. You have yep. to get uncomfortable. You have to. You won't know so, what you're doing. No, be okay with that. That's the thing that keeps that. That's the thing that gets me going every day. Is you know, I used, I was I spent almost a decade building in regular tech, and I think towards the end of that, you know, we were building new companies every day, and then we I was looking at the space. I was like, how much more innovation can we really do around? Like, how many more apps do we really need? You know, on the smart. You know, like there's only so much. Of course, you know, there's always more innovation that can happen, right? But I think really like where we are in Web three. And I think we all believe this, right? Like this is where the internet and the future of digital is headed. But to get there, it's not easy, right? So we just got to keep trucking. And yeah, so we're building, baby. A new we're frontier. Building. A new frontier. New frontier. I'm into it. All right, two more and then we'll round it out real quick. And they're pretty straightforward. So yeah, have a million dollars airdrop to your wallet tomorrow. What would you go build in Web3 today outside of Polygon? Personal, professional, whatever you want to do. Only a million? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I guess with inflation, maybe like 10. I don't know. <laughs> I've, already, I've thought about this a lot. Mm. Like a lot. Like system, a, a system that lets, like an affiliate marketing program using smart mm-hmm. contracts. So mm-hmm. it, to me, it's really frustrating a lot. Like as a community brand marketer, mm-hmm. not being able to directly, you know, like pass reward. Out to mm-hmm. like evangelists or like community members or like yeah. you know folks and being able to it doesn't exist right now and i've talked to the industry i've talked to people about mm-hmm. doing it it's possible it's just nobody's taking the time to do it right there now. are there are some on-chain affiliate programs that i can send your way but yeah yeah 
nobody but it's like clunky and there's no we austin kane who's now leaving call it on for spindle he so i think he's going to be working on this i've chatted at length with him about it but i would i would just spend all my time all my wasted moments on this this is what we need to yeah to evangelize new folks in the community this is what we need the web3 growth stack is very nascent and i we're doing some stuff there as well. So, and I was talking to Austin the other Amazing. day. Amazing. So, Tell yeah. me. Wait, really? Yeah. He's, yeah. He's all about, he's all about yeah. this stuff and like proving ROI on chain and passing down. It's yes. Yeah. Yes. It's critical. So I would love to hear about it's it okay. too at some, yeah, at yeah. some point. Yeah. I'll follow up. We'll have a, we'll have an offline conversation, but yeah, we're building some cool stuff. So we'll, we'll catch up on that. Amazing. Last one. Craziest predictions in Web3 for end of year 2023. December, it's Christmas, you're at home, you're reflecting at the end of this year. Where do you think we're going to be? What's the craziest shit that you think is going to happen? I mean, some stuff has already happened, I guess, this year, but it always changes. It could be good, it could be bad. It's however you want to feel crazy. We've had people answer like extremely negative things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Great. Terrible. Yeah. Uh, Well, I'm an optimist like through and through. So yeah. Love that. Hard for me to think through bad things but i think by the end of the year i think all patreon users and creators will leave the patreon platform and and be on instagram for multiple reasons that are like actually in the pipeline and happening ah i believe that i really believe that i i believe that instagram will be the new like creator economy like patreon like Interesting. Yeah, I do. By the end of the year, do we I think that's going to happen. Do we think that's a good thing? I don't know. I mean, I um, guess. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Again, like, I'm not here to be like a cool, like, yeah. in the cut Web3 dev. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm here to bring mass adoption for Web3. Yeah. And sure. that's where the users are right now. And yeah. hey, if it works and interoperability really yeah. becomes a thing, which it will. There's no reason why people will have to stay on Instagram. Yeah. Like we just have to get that. We have to get their foot in the door. We have to, like, you know, so yeah, again, they already have an uncoolest web three person in the room buying for huge orgs, but that's the only way people. Adoption is the path forward, right? We, we need to build where the people are. So there's that exactly and that's where they are yes yeah so that's, and that's they're using I, I think I, instagram has polygon nfts don't they uh oh right? i think they yeah. might absolutely they do absolutely yes the BBC, the team yeah it medics like super interested in they have to be. All they know their business model is evolving. Yeah. Well, again, and for all the Web2 marketers listening, that should be a huge signal for you to actually yeah. get online and there educate yourselves, understand what Web3 loyalty marketing is about because the big guys are doing it and yeah. it's time to get on the train, you know? Time to get on the train, baby. I love that. Yeah. Uh, it's moving. It's moving. Let's get them on board. All right. I think that is the perfect ending point. So... I feel good here. Oh. Julie, do you have any final thoughts, comments? Uh, no. 
I think that was awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you both for sharing with me too. Your big, yeah. your biggest uh, professional yeah. learnings of 2022. I really appreciate you. It's a first time. for the pod. Yeah. Yeah. Where we like to have the mic turned on us. <laughs> yeah. I like so, that. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess the last, the last thing is that uh, normally we, we want to leave a space for you to also kind of like promote yourself, whatever you're working on, obviously Polygon, but if there's anything more specific, yeah. you know, Here's and your like moment. share it. Yeah, no. there is. No, there totally is. If you, I'll say right now, if you are listening and you are a creator in any capacity, a photographer, a digital artist, a whatever kind of creator you mm-hmm. are, ping me on Twitter. I have not something for you. I want to help you. Yeah. So ping me. All right. Twitter. There we go. Yeah. We'll what is, do a little yeah. call out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Twitter. Amanda Dot Tyler. Uh, dot j okay Amanda, Amanda, yeah, perfect yes please send them over um i'm looking for artists who are who are down to experiment so um cool yeah Pop all right and, um, yeah polygon what is polygon dot, dot technology what's the website any any yeah websites and technology is the website but you can follow us on twitter and instagram to keep up with all of this polygon news and um, dev news and big brand partnerships that we're doing we've got a lot more stuff coming down the pipeline and um yeah with the goal of onboarding everybody to web3 so let's stay make it touch happen and keep following polygon news to, to learn more about it yeah all right yeah I'm into it thank, thank you, you so guys. much so yeah, yeah thanks so, so much. nice yeah have I'm, a good friday right. have you a good too weekend. all right bye. thanks so much bye bye, bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of W3G. If you'd like to learn more about Web3 marketing, please visit myasin.xyz to get started. And of course, if you're a fan of the show, please be sure to show us your support by subscribing and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform you're using to tune in. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.